Are you tired, mama? Tired of feeling like you have to resign yourself to either being a hot mess mom who's drowning in the chaos of motherhood or a Pinterest perfect mom who looks like she has it all together, but on the inside, she's really miserable. The world keeps telling us that these are the only options, but that is such a lie. You can get out of victim mode and you can make changes to bring more joy to your life. And at the same time, you can find freedom in remembering that you can't control everything and you can stop striving for perfection. I'm Mackenzie Tricola, and I'd love for you to join me every week here on the Practically Joyful Mom podcast to talk about realistic ways to bring more joy to your mom life and how to choose to be joyful even when it feels like the chaos is winning. We'll talk about intentional parenting, simplicity, faith in following Jesus, connecting with your kids, taking care of yourself, and so much more. Are you ready to leave hot mess mom and Pinterest perfect mom in the dust? Are you ready to choose to be a practically joyful mom? Then welcome in, friend. I'm so glad you're here. Hi, friends. Welcome back to Practically Joyful Mom. I'm Mackenzie. Thanks for being here today, and thanks for choosing to pursue a more joyful mom life with me. Today, we're talking about taking the next step. If you haven't listened to episode 9 yet, this episode will probably make a lot more sense if you go back and listen to that one first, so you might want to do that if you need to. In episode 9, we talked about writing out a who-do-I-want-to-be statement or some sort of a guiding vision for where you want to head in life or where you feel like God is calling you to go in life. We talked about how critical it is to really sit down and spend some time in prayer first and ask God who do you want me to be? Not just to look at our own lives and to say in our own head who I want to be because sometimes those two things are very different. So the importance of first asking God, who do you want me to be? What do you want me to spend my life doing? And when we do that first and ask him what he wants us to invest in, then our goals can line up with his because that's ultimately where we're going to find the most joy. There's a quote I love from Cory Ten Boom, and I didn't write out the whole thing, this is just for memories, probably misquoting her, but she said something like, the safest place to be is in the center of God's will, and this was a woman who lived through concentration camps during World War II, and lots of crazy, what we would call very dangerous, difficult situations, but she said this, that the safest place to be is at the center of God's will, And I kind of want to piggyback on that and say the most joyful place to be is at the center of his will. When our goals line up with his goals for our lives, that's where we'll find the most joy. So moving forward with that, we're looking at how having a vision of where we're headed can help us to get free of the victim, hot mess, mom, disaster mode where we just kind of sleepwalk through our days, doing the things that need to be done without much real thought about where we're really headed. We just put one foot in front of the other. Going to God and asking him to give us his vision also helps set us free from the perfectionist mode where we think we know what's best and we think we have to control every little detail. And if we don't do things right, then our life is ruined. So having this God-inspired vision of where we want to go can set us free from trying to just follow all the checklists that the world throws at us and all the things that we should do or what we're supposed to be, we can't possibly follow all those checklists because we're only meant to live our 
own lives and not live the way everyone else thinks we should. So, like I said, if you haven't done episode 9 and you kind of haven't written out your who do I want to be type of statement, then you might want to do that first. So once you've done that, you've got your roadmap, your kind of end goal. Who do I want to be at the end of my life? What character qualities do I want to have developed? How do I want to spend this time that I have on the earth? So maybe you've typed it out, you've written it out, you've posted it up somewhere in your house. Now what? Maybe you wrote out that you want to be a patient and gentle mom. But the reality of life right now is that it's a good day if you can go 10 minutes without yelling at your kids. How do you even move forward from there? Or maybe you've written out that you have this desire and you feel like God is calling you to be a teacher who touches the lives of hundreds or thousands of students, but you don't have a teaching job and you don't have a license. So what do you do? The answer to both of these things, and I think really the answer to any of us who are wondering how to get from where we are to where we want to be, and the answer is take the next step. We can't know the whole road ahead, and we can't always see how to get where we want to go, and we can't always see where we actually are supposed to end up. You know, sometimes we think we're going to the top of this mountain, and God says, no, actually, I'm taking you over here into this valley, and there's all these amazing reasons why, but we don't know. So we can't see the whole road ahead, but we can take the next step. So if you've spent time with God asking him, who do you want me to be? What do you want me to be investing in? How do you want me to be spending my life? The next step is to ask him to show you what is the next step. Um, Just that first thing, that next thing that you can do towards these goals or these areas you want to grow in, the things you want to cultivate in your life. I can feel super paralyzed sometimes by how far away I am from where I want to be. And maybe that's true for some of you as well. Usually this feeling overwhelmed kind of results in either we just throw up our hands and say, well, forget it because we're too far away from where we want to be, who we want to be, and we feel like we can't change. Or we spend endless hours trying to plot out the whole course of our lives plan for every possibility, follow every single bit of advice Instagram has to offer, and then we end up going nowhere and doing nothing because we're afraid of doing it wrong and we think we have to have the whole thing planned out. Um, a huge book nerd, and there's this series that I'm crazy about. It's called the Stormlight Archive, and there's a character who's pondering through a lot of one of these books a question, this tiny spoiler, so... If you're reading the books, maybe skip ahead 30 seconds. It's not a big deal, though. If you haven't read them yet, this won't ruin the book. Um, He's pondering, what's the most important step a man can take? It's a philosophical question that has been posed. What's the most important step a man can take? And partway through the book, he arrives at the answer of the first step. The most important step is the first step. But later on in the story, in the middle of this intensely challenging situation, he realizes that the most important step is not the first step, it's the next step, and the next step, and the next step. It's always the next step. You may not know what's 20 steps down the path, but you'll never get there if you don't just take the next step. So that's kind of our perspective shift for the day, is we don't have to have it all planned out in order to take the next step, and 
we can take the next step no matter how far away we are from where we want to be, from who we want to be. In terms of our practical challenge for the day, my challenge to you would be to sit down with that statement, your who do I want to be or how do I want to spend my life statement and ask God what is the next step he wants you to take. It might be that what you're looking at is more of like a big one-time change, like a career change or a change in education choice for your children, switching to homeschool or switching to public school or whatever it may be. If that's the case for you, I can still feel overwhelming because there's probably a lot of parts to that one big time change. But there's still probably one first step, one next step that needs to happen towards it. Maybe it's that you spend 30 minutes today looking at job ads for your dream career. Maybe you set aside an hour tomorrow during nap to research programs you might want to consider for going back to school and getting a degree. Maybe it's looking at some homeschool co-ops in your area that you might want to get involved with. It always starts with one small step and then the next step and then the next The change you want to make in your life may be more of like a long-term personal growth change. Maybe you want to work towards being a more patient and engaged mom. Maybe you want to change your attitude and your words towards your husband. Maybe you want to start taking care of your body more seriously so that you can be in a healthy place and take care of others and love others. If that's where you're at, the next step might look like choosing one area to start consistently investing in. Maybe it's starting daily blessings or special times with your kids. Um, You can listen to episodes four or eight for more information about either of those. Maybe it looks like sitting down at the end of the day and writing two things you appreciate about your husband and then telling him at least one of those things. Maybe it looks like making plans to include a 20-minute walk somewhere in your daily routine just to get moving and take care of yourself. It can be so tempting to make this huge plan for how we're going to work on 10 different things at a time or add these 8 different things that we do in our daily routine and we end up failing because we're trying to do too much at once. That we end up thinking, okay, because I messed up today, because I messed up this day, I just throw it all out the window. And then we feel discouraged, disillusioned. But change takes time and change takes small, consistent next steps. Changing our habits, changing our actions, our ways of living isn't something that's just going to happen overnight. It's those small, consistent actions that build up over time. Who we become in the course of our lives usually has a lot less to do with those big one-time things and more to do with the little things that we do over and over and over. Practicing the piano for 10 hours one day isn't going to be nearly as effective as practicing for 20 minutes a day consistently. One like really fun grand gesture day with our kids isn't going to matter as much as spending consistent quality time with them a little bit every day or one day where you eat only super healthy food isn't going to make a huge impact in your health long term those big one-time things matter a lot less than simple consistent deposits that we want to invest in whatever area we're talking about Uh, my husband and I always kind of joke about valentine's day and you know not really wanting to celebrate we're not opposed to going out to dinner by ourselves if we can manage that because 
and have little kids going to dinner by yourselves is pretty marvelous. But we talk all the time about how like it doesn't matter if you have this one big romantic date or some super romantic gesture on Valentine's Day if you're just a complete jerk to your spouse the whole rest of the year. It's what we do on the other 364 days of the year that really demonstrates our love and deepens or damages our relationships. So I would challenge you to just really focus on one area at a time. If you try to change everything, you won't really change anything. When you sit down to ask God, okay, what's the next step? It can really help to focus on one of those areas, on a parenting thing or marriage or taking care of yourself. If we try to grow a ton in every area of our lives at once, we'll usually get overwhelmed and give up or burn out. So choosing one area to take the next step in can help us focus and make actual lasting change. And the great news is that self-discipline or personal growth in one area usually spills over into other areas of our lives. If you develop a habit of reading the Bible or praying in the mornings, you'll probably be more patient with your family, at least for part of the day. If you start choosing to drink like a fruit and veggie smoothie in the afternoon instead of a super sugary coffee drive through drink, you'll probably have more energy in the afternoon and be more likely to choose to play with your kids instead of just zoning out and scrolling on your phone because you're wiped out. This isn't about trying to create the perfect plan or trying to control every step of your life. This is about asking the one who truly knows what is best for you what the next step looks like. This reminds me of a time I went on a hike with some friends in college and we were crazy college students so we thought it would be really fun to go for a hike at like 10 o'clock at night um, in the dark and there wasn't really much of a moon. So we thought we were prepared and we brought a couple headlights but we discovered that some of the batteries had died and so between us I think there were four of us we had one working headlight and even that one was like pretty dim so we were not as prepared as we thought. Um, like I said, there was no moon, so we still thought it was a good idea to go on this hike for some reason, because we were college kids. And so we put the person at the front of our little line with the headlight, and that person at the front of the line could kind of see like one step ahead. We were following a trail, a trail that we knew and was familiar to us, but that person could see like one step ahead and the rest of us were basically just blindly following the person in front of us um not the smartest idea probably but it makes me think of this because a lot of times that's kind of like a metaphor for our lives we can't see the end of the trail we can't even see what's around the bend we can't see where so many of the roads in life are taking us we can just see that next step a lot of times god only gives us enough light on the trail in front of us just to see the next step and I think that's partly because he wants us to trust him and I think it's partly because if we saw the whole path we might say oh I don't really want that thing that much because I have to climb over this hill to get there or I have to go through this hard time to get to the good time but those hard times are worth it too and sometimes we would choose to forego those but God has good things planned for us, even in those hard times. So a lot of times we can only see one step ahead. Right now you might be feeling like you don't know how you're ever going to get through the forest of dirty diapers and spit up and not sleeping. 
And you don't have to know the whole path. Just take the next step. So kind of to share personally for me when I sat down to do this, I was at the place months ago where I felt like the next step God was calling me to was to start this podcast. So that felt more like the big one-time kind of next step. And it felt huge and overwhelming because I didn't know what I was doing and I did have to take one baby next step at a time. I had to choose a name for the podcast. I had to learn about all the tech aspects. I had to choose some music. I had to write out ideas. I had to listen to my recorded voice even though I don't like how my voice sounds when it's recorded. So there were all these little next steps. So many small next steps that were part of the one big step of starting this podcast. And now that I'm a little further in, I feel like for me it's less now about that one big step and more about the consistent little steps of every week praying and asking God, okay, what do you want me to share with people? What message do you want me to share? What do women listening to this podcast need to hear? And then being faithful to follow through, to plan, to record, to publish each of these episodes. And I have no idea where this is all going. I can see that the next step of publish this episode so you can all listen to it, but I don't know what's happening after that. I can only see that one step ahead. There's this part of me that loves the idea of writing books that change people li- people's lives and being a woman who can encourage and equip and inspire tons of other women to take ownership of their lives and get free from victim mode while also letting go of perfectionism and relinquishing the ultimate control over their lives to God. But I don't know if that's God's plan for me. I don't know if that's where he's taking me. I can only see one step ahead and choose to be faithful in what God is calling me to next, that next step. On a map, you might have to go east for two miles before you get some high point and then you can go south. So sometimes we think we're headed in one direction when really the ultimate place we're going to end up is somewhere totally different. You don't have to know your entire career path right now. You don't have to know all of how your children's education will go or where you're going to live when you're 80. We don't have to know the whole path. We just have to know the one who does and choose to follow his lead step by step. So I just want to encourage all of you to pray about just the next step. It doesn't have to be 20 steps down the line or the end of the road. Ask Jesus to take you by the hand and walk with you for the next step and then the next. Ask God to give you a vision for the direction he wants you to head in for now, even if that's not a direction where you'll keep heading for the rest of your life. And then trust him for each step. He rarely reveals it all to us at once. You don't have to have a Pinteresty plan for the next 10 years of your life mapped out. And you don't have to feel paralyzed and stuck in disaster mom mode because you're overwhelmed by all of the things you would like to change. It's like walking on a dark trail on a moonless light with a poor headlight can usually only see one step ahead. If we're following the one who knows the way, we can take each step with joy, knowing that we can trust him. Thanks for being here, friends, with me today. I hope that you enjoyed this episode. If you did, uh, don't forget to subscribe, and I'd love it if you'd leave a rating and review to help more moms find the podcast. 
You can also follow me on Instagram at practicallyjoyfulmom, or you can shoot me an email at practicallyjoyfulmom at gmail.com if you'd like to connect further. I'm so glad you're here today. I hope this episode inspired you to pray about that next step and then take it, and then the next, and then the next. Thanks for choosing joy with me, friends. Mm-hmm.